stores and factories. In 1905, E.R. married her distant cousin, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Then a law student, FDR began his political career in the New York State Senate. Between 1906 and 1916, E.R. had six children, five surviving, and coped with her formidable mother-in-law, Sarah Roosevelt, who ruled the household and managed the children's upbringing. Once again, as in her unhappy childhood, E.R. confronted the iron-willed disapproval of an older female authority. By this time, she may have been quietly cultivating an iron will herself. In 1918, when FDR served as Assistant Secretary of the Navy in Washington, E.R. discovered his adulterous affair with Lucy Mercer, her social secretary. To accept divorce, as E.R. proposed, would have terminated FDR's political career. Instead, the couple persevered. The marriage became a political partnership, and FDR ran for vice president in 1920. In 1921, an attack of polio posed another threat to FDR's future. To keep his prospects in play, E.R. followed the counsel of FDR's astute political advisor, journalist Lewis M. Howe, who had joined the household after the 1920 campaign. The goal? To keep FDR's name alive. Capitalizing on family position, and in accord with Howe's directions, E.R. began to establish an independent career. She joined the women's division of the State Democratic Committee and a roster of women's voluntary organizations, such as the League of Women Voters. By the fall of 1928, when FDR ran for governor of New York, E.R. had made extensive contacts in the women's movement and in state politics. She had co-edited the Women's Democratic News, run a state voter registration campaign, and again, with Lewis Howe's help, launched her own four-decade career as a journalist. When FDR was governor, E.R. taught three days a week at the Todd Hunter School for Girls in New York City. By the time FDR ran for president in 1932, E.R. had established her lifelong pattern of boundless activity and awesome pace. Impelled to be useful, she had developed leadership skill. No prospective first lady had ever compiled such daunting credentials. Just as FDR had met the incomparable Lewis Howe in the 1920 campaign, in the 1932 campaign, E.R. met her own journalist advisor, Lorena Hickok, who covered E.R. for the Associated Press. Hickok would propose several of E.R.'s leading innovations, including the White House press conferences. There would be 348 in 12 years, and a newspaper column on her daily activities that became My Day. These ideas were invaluable. A romance between the two women flourished for several years, but faded in 1935 as E.R. backed off, though a long friendship continued. By then, Hickok had resigned her job with the AP to do investigative work for a New Deal agency. Her career was in decline. E.R.'s career, in contrast, skyrocketed. 
In the New Deal years, ER reached national prominence. As the president's surrogate, she traveled continually around the country and reported to FDR. As a political operative, the first lady helped run the 1936 presidential campaign. She served as a link between the president and party leaders James Farley and Molly Dusen at Democratic headquarters. As guardian of the disadvantaged, she built a bridge between depression victims and the administration. ER often voiced political positions to the left of those of FDR. A champion of civil rights, she forged contacts with National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, NAACP, leader Walter White. Educator and National Youth Administration, NYA, official Mary McLeod Bethune, and other activists, as well as with pacifist groups of the 1930s.